Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Hello Mentor podcast. Uh, today, we have Maggie Wang with us. Uh, she is a former radio personality from Fly FM, a TV host turned fitness entrepreneur. Uh, she co-founded Motion Lab, a fitness studio focusing on small group classes and personal training in 2019. Uh, she is also the founder and host of her very own podcast called Head Over Heels, uh, which launched early 2020. Uh, it's available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and YouTube. And she is one of the most sought-after MC uh, and host by major international brands, uh, including Adidas, Coach, uh, Longchamp, Uniqlo, Versace, uh, Pandora, uh, Mercedes-Benz, etc. With more than seven years of experience in radio, television, uh, digital platforms, and live events. And uh, with that, let's start the conversation. Hi Maggie, hello. Hi. Hi. Uh, thanks for coming here and doing this with us. Thanks for having me. It's been a long time since I'm in front of a mic like this. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. I, I well, I well, I as I understand, you typically interview people, so now I'm interviewing you. Yes, that's yeah. right. So it kind of feels good to be on the other side that's of the right. chair. So right? not complaining. Yeah, yeah. you're the interviewer now. So <laughs> I know. I, I, I we always research our guests before they they join, mm-hmm. right? So I know mm-hmm. that. Um, recently, like 2020 has been quite a crazy year for you. Uh, I think um, you mentioned that you had dengue fever. Oh, yeah. And then you was like a pretty major surgery at the, like more or less pretty close, right? Yes, like, like, two months apart. Two months apart. So first it was dengue. Uh, I think I got it on my birthday, which was in March. Oh, the birthday present. Birthday present, I yeah. tell you. Uh, so yes, a few days after my birthday, the symptoms started coming. Okay. And uh, obviously that was the... Um, coronavirus was on a high and everyone, everybody was on high alert and oh. the symptoms with dengue were pretty similar oh, high yeah. fever coughing and actually not coughing but the high fever that was yeah. what got me and my crazy body pain my joint was painful and I started vomiting it just didn't feel right uh, but because a lot of the hospitals were really wary mm. about okay you may have coronavirus so mm. you can't come in first until mm. you get tested mm. until you get negative then yeah. we can treat you so the the wait from waiting for the test was very painful i would oh, say wow. yeah i had to wait like three four days that was also when the tests were not as available as it is now and yeah. it's a lot more expensive i think about six seven hundred bucks per test you paid for your own test yeah? yep i did oh, okay. <laughs> uh so after of course thank goodness it was negative and then i found out i right away went to the hospital the same night and got the dengue test and I was tested positive. So I was kind of relieved that it was not coronavirus, thank God. But dengue (laughs) is equally bad. You can still die from it. (laughs) So obviously I got admitted right away. And uh, long story short, um, some insurance issue, I was not covered. Mm -hmm. Not covered Um, for dengue. Not covered for my dengue. And it was uh, uh, an issue that's been ongoing that I was not aware of. So yeah, long story short, it was not covered. I have to pay for myself. But at the same time, my boyfriend and I, we actually got dengue together. Uh, I was in the hospital for about four days because right. I was already sick before that for like another four days. So right. in total, about two two weeks almost. Uh-huh. And he, uh, his symptoms started coming in much later. Okay. 
uh, he was in hospital for 11 days. Oh, wow. So his bills were pretty insane. Oh, wow. uh, his one was pretty bad. He almost got into ICU because it affected his liver and stuff like that. Oh, but yeah, wow. it's been quite a ride. And then two months after my dengue, just when I was feeling much better again, I, uh, I had a, a ruptured ovarian cyst and an inflamed appendix which required immediate surgery. Oh. So I basically fainted in a, hos- uh, in a hospital block. I fainted in a bathroom one okay. day in the morning. It was a regular day. Right, I was, you like know, you woke up normal. Yeah, I woke up, yeah. do my business in a toilet and halfway through I just felt like, okay, why am I having cold sweats and I feel so weak okay. and I the next thing I know I kind of fainted okay uh, thank goodness um, my boyfriend was in the house he thought I was joking because I mean I was totally fine and dandy before that yeah uh, he's like what's wrong with you I was like I think I, I'm fainting I'm about to faint damn I fainted oh really oh so there yeah. wasn't like a sharp pain or anything no symptoms right. prior no nothing it just happened right away on that day and obviously I was rushed to the hospitals I was there in an emergency ward from 3pm till almost midnight okay. because they couldn't at that time we still don't know what it was right it took a lot a lot yeah. of tests to find out yeah. uh, at first they thought it was hemorrhoids because I was you know a TMI but I was doing my business Right. You know, in the morning. So right. I thought it was because of that that caused the pain because we okay. don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, long story short, a lot of tests later, it was that and it was surgery the next day. And yeah, here I am two months later after my surgery. Oh my God. That was a long story, my God. <laughs> that was a tragic story. I know it was. <laughs> what a start to the year, Maggie. Yeah. It's like, um, you know, it's a bad year when you say, oh, thank God I have dengue. Yeah. Like, yeah, correct, correct. <laughs> that's the level of yeah, where we are at exactly. now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, how does someone get like a ruptured ovarian cyst? Uh, it's very complex. Um, ovarian cyst is very common amongst women, so it's okay. so important for you to get yourself checked. Okay. Um, obviously, I get myself checked pretty frequently. Uh, according to my doctor, this happened... It's just bad luck, I guess, that mm. it, uh, developing, it developed into a cyst when the, my egg should have just dissolved and disappeared because, because I'm not pregnant, then it right. won't be fertilized. Right. But because shit happened, it decided to turn into a cyst. Right. And uh, some cysts don't rupture. Okay. Uh, but mine ruptured and it was a blood cyst. Okay. And the blood obviously overflowed internally and affected my appendix and right. yeah how it happened that one i'm i guess it's better to ask a professional medical professional but it's a very common scenario in women and after i shared my stories a yeah. lot of ladies actually reached out and told me that hey maggie i had the same surgery i have the same scars as you, as you. even actually i have other cysts that is still inside me right now but it's um being monitored Right. Um, every month right. or every other month to get checked just so it's under controlled yeah. so it's more common than we know unfortunately right. and sometimes it can cost infertility mm. yeah the, mm. there are many types of cysts I'm right. not going to get into it but yeah. thank goodness mine was not that one and yeah. some can be cancerous as well can turn into a tumour right. and you can lose your ovary yeah it's really sad that a lot of ladies some of them shared their stories with me and uh, yeah so ladies if you're listening to this just get yourself checked uh, as frequent as you can or at least once a year yeah yeah, yeah. and especially if you're sexually active there are many other you know stds going around um right. you'd be surprised because a lot of people don't get themselves checked right because they're scared they're to scared. find out what could 
be, you know. Right. Yeah. I, I I belong in that category to I, some extent. <laughs> 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 I mean, la- men and ladies too. As long as you're right. a human being, you should get yourself checked. Right, right, right. So yeah. you, when was the last time you got yourself checked? Well, um, I actually, uh, I did like a general health checkup maybe two years ago. Okay. Uh, at the time... Um, I think my blood pressure was a bit high yep. and then, you know, I was like coughing quite a bit and, and actually I think I was like bleeding a bit from my mouth and then, and I, oh, I yeah, think yeah, I yeah. overreacted, yeah, okay. you know, I kind of panicked. And like, <gasps> but that made you go get yourself checked, no? Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, not immediately. Oh, wow, yeah. okay. <laughs> so you're pretty chill then. Yeah, yeah, and then I think, I think it kind of happened, something else happened again. Okay. Right. And, my, and my wife would be like, you should go, you should go. And yeah. she would always tell me you should go. And then, should. Okay. So yeah. me and my partner, uh, we go every year. Right. Yeah. Just to like at the full body checkup. Right. That's one thing that people don't often talk about enough. Yeah. yeah. Get yourself checked, guys. Please. Yeah. No, no. That's really good advice, right? Yeah. One of the things I try to kind of psycho myself a bit is just say that it's better to know, at least then you can do something. Right? You don't want to wait till it's too late. Because yeah. like if you know early, at least you could do something about it. And at least you knew you tried your best and not just wait till the yeah. end of the road. Try, yeah. try, try. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hopefully nothing bad, but yeah, so far so good. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Dengue, ruptured ovarian cysts. Inflamed uh, appendix. Affl- <laughs> I'm appendixless right now. <laughs> it's, it's related, is it? The- uh, yeah, uh, I think so. Because of the blood, it affected my uh, it, um, organs inside and then right. they clean it up stuff right. like that yeah right. yep TMI but gotta gotta share <laughs> <laughs> okay I'm gonna kind of rewind a little bit like sure. right to the beginning yeah. so uh, while we were kind of researching your background right Maggie so uh, we realized that you studied business commerce and communications a double degree yes. in university Monash so, um, was Monash right yeah. so at any particular reason why you picked that as a degree do you have like a dream back then <sighs> Dream? I mean, the honest answer is I didn't know what I want to do. Mm-hmm. So I did both. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't choose, just Yeah. I mean, obviously at the time, my, my, my parents could afford it at the time and money was not so much of an issue, which was why I went to Monash. Right. Obviously, it's not a very um, affordable university. Yeah, yeah. Quite one of the most expensive ones. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was supposed to get into a medical school, mm. but I realized that's just not what I love doing. Uh, I don't want to be stuck in a hospital. Um, Why medical school, by the way? Uh, I did science my whole life from yeah. my uh, secondary school till my pre-U, and I was really enjoying my science subjects. You want you know, to smart time, kids, too. Yeah, I, I, I guess you could say that, smart kids. But art stream, you can be, still be smart. Right. So I mean, like, um, back in the days. Like, yeah, was I like was a, a straight A student. Yeah. Uh, got, like, get sidetracked a bit uh, along the way. But I really enjoyed studying. That, that was me um, my whole life. I enjoyed studying whether it is a proper education or just like now I'm studying to be a coach as well or mm. getting more certification right. but yeah why I did double degree was honestly at a time I couldn't pick between communications which was which was mass com and business mm. uh, so I did both <laughs> that okay. was that was the very uninteresting reason but that was the reason right and, yeah. and when you did both of these like um, did you find that you learn anything that's For useful? Sure. Yes, I think they were both very, very useful in ways that I didn't really anticipate. But of course, Monash has 
it's more theoretical based. They don't have a lot of uh, practical hands-on experiences, but I had I had those outside of school. Right. Uh, so I did a lot of theory, studying uh, studying international studies, world history in my comms degree, and business-wise, I was majoring in management, so I learned like little stuff marketing a little bit and a bit of everything which is something that i'm currently also practicing because i own my own business now yeah so yeah i didn't regret what i did mm. but obviously it was quite a long journey to graduation <laughs> and right. expensive one i could have just gotten a single degree and get it over and, and done with it, oh right oh double degrees take a lot uh, longer, it was an additional year additional year mm-hmm. right. it was more like a so yeah additional year right I totally forgot what happened. It's been a while since my degree. <laughs> yeah. And and was the, the medical degree something that your family wanted? Was that what? Definitely. Why? I mean, typical Asian parents, right? Hey, go be doctor, go be lawyer. And um, how did you get out of it? Never. I didn't have to get out of it. My parents right. were just very supportive. Okay. My mom, I right. mean, I come from a broken family. So my right. mom has always been, do what you want to do, it's fine. As long as you're happy. So I'm very thankful that I don't have the typical Asian pressuring parents. But mm. obviously she did got mentioned, oh, uh, if you want to go be a doctor, go be a lawyer, do what you want. But if you don't want, it's okay. Like my mom was very chill. My sister ended up being in a medical uh, field. She's a chiropractor now. Oh, okay. Yeah, so at least someone in the family is the smart one. <laughs> oh, that, that's good. Yeah. yeah. It's a good business too, I think. It is, it I, is. I know a lot of colleagues here that see a chiropractor. Yeah, getting their bones cracked in yeah. there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's oh, so my sister. She, so she's in the medical field. And yes, she is. You're into, um, what, what field would you say you're in? Marketing? <sighs> Communication? Entertainment. Entertainment? And now dabbling into entrepreneurship business stuff like that only yeah. very recently I started opening up my business anyway my whole life since graduation I was really in the entertainment industry mm. as a host I acted mm. a little bit but not quite my thing I guess or maybe I was just not so great at it or I yeah. just didn't explore that part yeah. I always wanted to be an actress right but uh, somehow along the way I think uh, um, I found hosting then fell in love with it yeah. Was there a reason why you always wanted to be an actress? Don't know. I think growing up, uh, my aunt. Oh wait, my aunt. She's an actress. Uh, oh, your aunt's an actress. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. She's she was an actress back okay. in her days. So she, I guess, she's quite an influence in my life. Where growing up, I will follow her to sets. I will follow her to her recording studio. She was also a DJ. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so cool. what a cool aunt. Yeah, yeah. I know she is super right. cool. Yeah. Right, right. So, so while you're growing up, you you get to like shadow her is it a little bit yeah I, she will bring me on fashion shows and sometimes even make me catwalk with her yeah so i had a, a taste of it when i was a kid but i never really thought much about it but i guess it has always been a part of me subconsciously that hey, right right this is what i can do too yeah right right yeah. was there any reason why you were like following your aunt around at the time what's it just like i was her favorite niece i guess oh were you yeah oh, okay. i was the oldest the first in the family to uh-huh. have a child i was the only child at the time right um my aunties were not married yet so my mom was the first to get married and pop a kid so my aunt naturally will you know sayang me a lot and she'll bring me around yeah and her ex-boyfriend was also a radio announcer 
So I was exposed to all these little things when I was a kid already. Wow. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Mm. So it's one of the things I was very curious about was um, you, you obviously participated in the Miss Malaysia Universe <laughs> at 2012. <laughs> yes. Like, was that one of the reasons why? Because you wanted to go down this path? Uh, I was scouted, actually. You were scouted? Oh. Yeah, I was scouted to join. I was in Sunway Pyramid when I was bok bok choy, very na, very young girl when uh-huh. I was 19 years old, still very young and stuff. <laughs> I was walking, uh, walking in the mall and I heard. You know when they have roadshow, you have you hear people talking somewhere yep. at part of the mall. I kind of walked towards this. Oh, what is that? And then they dragged me in, put on some makeup for me, and then took a picture. And next thing I know, I got a call back. Oh. Hey, you're shortlisted as one of the finalists for Miss Universe Malaysia 2011. Yes, it was for 2012, but right. it happened in 2011, it, it, right? It, right, right, right. Yeah, so then I just went along with it. I was still in school, and why not? Now or never, or oh yeah. So you just have oh, that's how it works. I didn't realize that. Like I mean, back in the days, yes. Uh, right. Now is a bit different because social media uh, has taken over the world. It's right. a different. It's it's completely different than how it was when I I joined. We had yeah. to SMS to vote for me. <laughs> <laughs> that was how long ago oh, no. I was. Oh, in it the was your time. Was SMS to <laughs> yeah. vote? Is it SMS? Um, Maggie to three three two 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 or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I had to ask my friends uh, at the time to please vote for me so I don't get kicked out. Yeah, it was right. quite an experience. So in some sense, right, you you kind of went down this path by chance, right? Yeah, but I guess deep down inside, I kind of knew I wanted to be a host, mm. but I didn't know how. And when I was scouted and I was like, yeah, I think why not? Because I don't know where it would bring me. Yeah. Just go along with it. I was 19 and I was clueless with life. I didn't know what I really want to do. So I just took the chance and it kind of, one thing led to another. Right, right, mm. right. And um, you're obviously still at university at the time, right? So was it like easy to juggle those things? Yeah, it was quite doable. Uh. My uni, I think I ha- had a very lenient and understanding uni lecturers and my friends were very supportive you know they're all so excited for you don't worry we will take notes and you can you can refer to it after so we were constantly communicating while some girls were you know um, doing their photo shoot I would be because we had to actually be in a house during the pageant Yeah. so I had to be away from school for about a month-ish uh, so while they were doing their stuff, I would be doing my assignments till late night, 3, 4 a.m. And then next day, we go to the shoot again. So I think I juggled it pretty okay. I did quite well in school also. Okay. So thank God. Because I couldn't afford to fail, you see. It's right. very expensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to make it work. Right, right. You seem like a very um, kind of diligent and responsible person. Um, uh, self-praise yeah. is no praise, but I guess I guess you can say that. Right. Yeah, I, yeah. I I mean like I typically find like um I mean if you're doing like straight A's and all that, yeah. it's not just about being intelligent, it's actually a lot of discipline. Correct. Right? It's a responsibility and really delegating your work and your time properly to be able to finish your task at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. still perform and yeah. Right. I have we, always been like that, I guess. Have you always been like that since you're I young? I think so. Hmm. You're yeah. just born like this. I, I don't think I'm born like this, but I was hungry for for the things I wanted. So I think I just made it work, if I make sense. Yeah. Right. If I right. know I have a shoot tomorrow and today I have another assignment to finish up, I got to sacrifice my sleep. Right. Because it's got to make it work, right? right? So, yeah. I can't sacrifice both of them. So I sacrificed something else, which was my sleep and right. my time. Okay. Yeah. I'm always very curious about like um, personalities like this. Mm. Because like for me personally, um, I didn't quite 
uh, obviously I'm like very hardworking and diligent yes. right now, but I, w- I wasn't always like this. Yeah. It actually happened more towards when I was in my late 20s. Right. Yeah, so uh, I was actually very playful as growing up, you know, uh, very yeah. bad at school, horrible. Yeah. Uh, and then I somehow made it. Yeah. And it was only when, um, at the time, uh, I, I, so I was, I was away, I was in the UK. I right, lived there overseas. Sort of, yeah, yeah. And then I came back, and then my dad fell ill, mm. uh, and he was hospitalized for like quite some time. Mm-hmm. And I had to take kind of like yeah. suddenly step up. Yeah, step up <laughs> and lead the family. Correct. And I realized that, oh, there's so many things uh, that he has been doing for us. Mm. You know, yeah. and I'm just like la 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 out partying all yes. the time, right? And I was like, oh, I have to, like, in case something happens to my dad, I have to be the one care. to hold this together. Are right? you the oldest in the family? Uh, I am. All oh, right. Yes, I am. But okay. but maturity wise, I still think my brother is older than oh, me. Oh really? Yeah, he's five years younger, <laughs> but he's definitely more mature than me, right. even today. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. It. So um, so for me that was like the moment uh, where it flipped. You know. I definitely have moments like that where I needed to step up. Right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because since young, my mom and my dad were separated mm. since I was really young, single digit age. So I don't remember, four years old, five years old. Right. Uh, so since then, I have always been like the, the oldest in the family have to take care of my sister. So I guess growing up, I have always been the responsible one. So you've been used to it. Mm, like I somehow in a survival survival mode throughout my life to survive and just get through life right yeah right yeah. right mm. so um so since you're young and, and you were uh so how does it typically work then like do you live with one parent or um uh, my dad was not in our life for a big chunk of my childhood so he don't know where he went obviously uh he had his thing he disappeared from our life for a right. big chunk of our childhood and when he came back uh my mom was like hey yeah he's your dad oh, yeah. Really? yeah yeah because obviously the last i remember of him was when i was four okay. five and my sister is three years younger she's she was one right so our um um, memory of him was very very blur like right. it's not much because right. he was not in our life most part of it so when he came back and my mom is super chill she's not like don't talk to your dad no she's like hey yep that's your dad so go spend time with him if you want to uh, yeah, so she's super <laughs> Such chill. Such a big heart. Uh. Yeah, my mom is super chill. That's one thing I love about her. She never pressured me into doing things that I don't want to, things like that. Even she, if she knew that I had a boyfriend when I'm at an age where I'm not supposed to, right. like 15 years old <laughs> or 16, I don't remember, she was kind of like, mm, you see lah, you know, see your study sure affected. Ah, uh, really? Uh, I didn't really get straight A's that year. But, oh, really, you yeah. know, but she's like, you see, it's okay. It's your choice. Yeah. So she has always been like that. Uh, where were we? Uh, yeah. So so oh no, I'm super curious. Like, so um, so at four, pretty much your dad disappeared. And at what age did he reappear? In? PMR. So I was fifteen. Oh, at fifteen. Ten yeah. years at least. That's at least ten time. years. That's a long time. He probably had went somewhere, and they separated for their reasons, which right, I guess right. I would never know. But right. I also don't really want to know. Right. Adult things, right? Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. <laughs> Right. Yeah, but I'm glad they separated because then my mom was just happier without him, you yeah. know. Um, I'm glad that my mom didn't stay in the marriage mm. just because of me and my sister, just so we have a perfect family. We still made it work. It was fine and we turned out pretty okay. Yeah. Right, mm. right. Um, I think you actually shared a little bit on your recent podcast yes. about your, suppose, 
interaction with your dad in mm-hmm. university. I'm not sure if interaction is the right word. Yes. Uh, uh, I think I know which part you were talking about. Yeah. Uh, so remember just now you were talking about um, um, your dad was was hospitalized. You had to step up. Yeah. Right. In my case, uh, my dad disappeared again. <laughs> mm. uh, let's wow. just put it in a uh, not gonna bad mouth him, but let's just say he's not a good man. Right. Right. He failed as a father. Um, so he kind of disappeared again at that time because obviously I already enrolled in Monash because he said yeah. he could pay for it. Uh, I think one year in or two years in, I'm not sure what happened. He just stopped coming back home and uh, uh, and uh, yeah, the next thing we know, he disappeared. And the next thing we know, uh, we had to move out from the place that we were living in because the landlord said that apparently my dad has not uh, contacted, uh, been able to be contacted and uh, haven't picked up any calls and haven't paid any rent. So me and my sister were just like looking at each other, what? <laughs> we're still studying, right? Right. Uh, she was in college. I was in my second, third year of uni. Um, so I had to really be in this survival mode to survive. Like, okay, I have no money for school because I'm a student. Right. I'm still studying. If I knew this would happen, I would have gotten a job part-time, but obviously I didn't. Yeah. Uh, my car was taken away because dad apparently didn't pay for it. So that was taken away. I was carless. I was homeless. Uh, yeah, I, all these things. And I had no money to pay for school. Yeah. Basically, all the necessities in life uh, was kind of just, just took, uh, it was taken away from me right. just like that, just because someone disappeared and this person is supposed to pay, play a big role in my life. Uh, yeah, I was broken. I was depressed. I was this, I was that. But like how, I said, I think I... How did you handle it at the time? I don't know, honestly. Now I think back. I can talk about this right now after so many years and I can think that I guess I just had to do it. Do you know what I mean? Like I had to be on this survival mode to scrape and find a place to stay and find ways to continue school because uh, I've always been the uh, very I've always taken my education very seriously yeah. I've always wanted to finish school you know ride or die I need to finish it yeah. Um, yeah my sister at the time she had her boyfriend so I was like thank god can you go stay with him first you know at least you've got a place to stay um, thank god and um, my mom paid for her school fees right. uh, but I didn't want her to pay for mine because she couldn't afford it obviously yeah. I just told her don't worry mom I got it I got it actually I don't got it don't. I got no money <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't want her to worry because uh-huh. I think she can panic quite easily right I guess I was just being a big sister okay just being the responsible one since uh, I'm the oldest one yeah. and uh, somehow found a way yeah. got through it right. it was a shitty ass year Right. Um, but I got through it. Right. So you found a way to like get the money and like, borrow money from my aunt, which I eventually paid for. So I'm very, very proud of myself for being able to be debt free now. Um, right. But I worked really, really hard. I took whatever jobs I could find, even if though if they underpay me, I was like, you know what? It's okay. I can buy a meal with mm. it. Or uh, I took whatever that was given to me. I had no choice. Beggars can't be choosers. So I took whatever I could find. Mm. Yeah, for a long time. Mm. Obviously, I had a very strong support system at the time as well. Right. Friends were there for me. They were able to open up their homes for me for like a day or two while I find other places to stay. So yeah, I was just basically on survival mode for a long time. How old were you again? 21. 21. 20. Because I did double degree, so I had four years to finish uni. I graduated. 
I had to delay my graduation because obviously I really couldn't afford. Right. Monash is so bloody expensive. <laughs> so <laughs> it must be very expensive. Yeah. I think heard heard, heard that word five times. It today. is expensive. <laughs> mm, yes, it is. Um, not sure if I would go back there. Uh, maybe a cheaper degree, just get it over and done with or right. whatever. But yeah, if you can afford, obviously it's still good uni. Yeah. But obviously I didn't know I would have this financial. <laughs> Uh, crisis right but it was tough on me i couldn't afford a lot of the textbooks as well because let's be honest um textbooks are quite expensive in uni too a mm, mm. couple of hundred bucks for one book i'm like what how am i mm. gonna afford that mm. so i had to find a way borrow my friend's one photocopy it and or just photocopy the chapters that were important like just little ways to just make things work yeah yeah, yeah. did you did you find that um as uh, tragic as it was like it kind of helped you build personality that you have uh i definitely think so um every hardship or everything that happens in our life will always teach us a lesson that's what i believe in and that taught me a huge lesson to i guess uh when things go south you're just gonna find a way to get back up yeah yeah mm. like um i always find that um uh, pain is actually necessary a lot of times right because mm. like um in order to build strength and to grow to grow yeah to transform yeah. to shift your mindset all these pain kind of it's like a catalyst to remind yeah. you hey yeah you're in your comfort zone but you have kind of seen him since but For you're sure. not in contact right? not so much like uh we don't spend a lot of time together only see him during chinese new year he has oh. his own family too so uh he obviously oh. not together with my mom he has his own family you still see him yeah. during chinese new year yeah i see him i'm i'm cool like i don't want to keep the grudge inside me i also go to therapy you see so i managed to process a lot of this hate and anger just it's not so much for him but for myself right. because when i forgive or um it's it's for me like i right. have this peace in my life where i don't have to feel hateful all that's the time. very good it's not useful to you to feel that correct and i'm constantly sad i'm constantly angry i'm constantly like feeling betrayed as a child mm. there's a lot of trauma that i had as a child yeah. uh so i'm learning to to also process that with my therapist and, right um it's been two years plus okay that i've been going so right. it's been okay so i just take the the bad and kind of learn from that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i think i Learned this from Tony Robbins or something. Oh, really? Like, I love you, like you blame, um, you blame people for all the good and the bad, right? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, that's the daddy issues <laughs> story. That's uh, I I I think you're incredibly big-hearted, by the way. Oh, um, thank you. Yeah, like that's amazing. I have to thank my therapist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think I've. Oh, I was I I was like this. I was very hateful. I was, um, just so filled with negative emotions all the time. You know, but now I'm I'm much better, and mm. hope when I when I share my story, I can help other people to kind of let go of things that just not worth your time either. Right, if it yeah. just eats up at you, right? Then yeah, yeah, no eats you up, and you spend so much time on something that the other person is not even affected at all. Like what what for? Mm. Might as well use that time and make yourself feel better and have a better life. Mm. 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 Um, well, I'm not a therapist, and oh, your therapist no will probably say, oh, "Why are you asking this question?" But I'm always very curious, right? I find sometimes very high performing people have mm -hmm. a sense of um, there's a there's a piece that's missing in them really that makes that gives them that energy or drive 
to achieve that because they, they need to mm, prove something. Correct. You correct. know, and, and that and that and that missing piece sometimes comes from a negative thing. It yeah, may not necessarily be a positive thing. It could. Yeah. I do know people who are like that and right. I used to be like that. I was so hungry for a long time to prove people wrong. You know, mm. but after I get to a certain point I'm like why am I trying to prove people wrong? Like, mm. what is it for? Mm. But it took a while to get there, right? Yeah. And have this sense of peace in my heart that I don't need to do that. I mm. can still do what I do, but the the focus, the goal, the reason change. Mm. But I'm still doing what I do, mm. reaching for the same goal. But yeah. the drive behind it can shift a little. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I think I was in um, some courses, a therapist was speaking to the mm. public, right? Yeah. And he was talking about like, uh, you know, uh, insecurities and stuff like that and mm. I was joking to my friend at the time I said like yeah I have insecurities but I feel like my insecurity is what's driving me <laughs> I'm not really sure if I want to lose it it's true it's true yeah. uh, I think in the, even now there's still some elements of that that drives me to do what I do like right. you know I, I want to be better and why why I want to be better yeah. because I don't want to be a loser yeah. <laughs> you know like there's some sort of drive for right. sure you need right. to have some sort of drive right. unless you're a driveless person which there are people like that too they're just chill yeah yeah yeah. Mm. Um, and so after you graduated right you how did you start it was Fire FM like your first job, like, job like, yes, yes it was yes, like yes. How, how did that happen did you apply because to of them? the pageant because of the pageant right yeah um, okay um, I got into Fly when I was 2012 started mm. training which is right after the pageant yeah. I didn't win obviously uh, but I was one of the top few finalists right. and uh, we were contracted right but at the time I felt like I wasn't given, given any opportunity but at the same time I'm contracted so I'm in my mind I was just like what for mm. so mm. I, I reached out to our national director at the time it was Andrea Fonseca I'm not sure if you guys know mm. uh, she's, she's like retired now she's in Sydney she's but she was one of my mentors then in the pageant. Uh, so I reached out to her and I said, hey, can you, can you, can you get me some jobs? I kind of, I don't know. I, I want to do something. A pageant mm. is over. Mm. So is there anything that you can maybe get me into? Because mm. she, because we were contracted. So in my mind, the logic was like, eh, contract, my, give me job lah. Right. You know, <laughs> I was a young, young girl that was just a little bit hungry but don't know what to do at the same time. Right. So I kept asking questions and right. Andrea was just like, you know what, Maggie? I think you can go on TV, but you mm. need to practice on the way you speak first. Mm. Try radio. Mm. I'm going to hook you up. So okay. she hooked me up uh, with hits at first okay. um, and fly. But in the end, I forgot how, but I ended up in fly. Right. Uh, I went for both. I ended up in fly. Um, yeah. And then the rest was history. I trained for six months. It was two rounds of audition, by the way. It mm. was a long wait in between. Mm. Two rounds of audition, training. Six, seven months later, I got my first show. I mean, I went on my first on-air time right. in 2013, which yeah. was almost a year later. Then the rest was history. I just went on and started doing that until last year. Okay. Yeah. Well, what, what are you train on in like six months seems to be a long time the way we speak how do you perform and and do a talk set how do you manage um a t the show and how do you use you know the the levels and right, how, right, the, right. the mic and and editing your talk sets and using the sound effects and if you have this song how you learn to introduce the song by being by by sounding seamless and mm. a lot of those comes from training when mm. training means keep making mistakes then you know that's what 
you shouldn't do and then you learn from the mentors all the OG DJs that was yeah. around at that time yeah, yeah. so it yeah. was a lot of hours in the cubicle just me talking to myself right yeah right <laughs> a lot of hours so now i can talk non-stop that's why <laughs> <laughs> you're well trained to talk i'm trained to talk really <laughs> how, how how long do you have to talk at one stretch um i mean if you listen to radio they don't talk for more than 60 seconds if i mean i don't think you guys notice but usually not more than 60 seconds oh. unless they're a morning show i see morning shows their talk sets go on for much longer about two to three minutes because they are talking about a topic got it uh but regular like um other other shows like apart from morning shows like the drive time the afternoon and the night time it's usually about a minute max a minute and a half if you have an interview or a guest in the show but usually 30 seconds to a minute yeah not long so you need to have all of those information you want to share uh in that one minute or less. Right. The best talk set I've heard is actually sometimes even 15 to 20 seconds. Yeah. And how you tease people to stay tuned and keep tuning in and not tune out. Mm. Yeah. Because we get, uh, we also have surveys where you get like, uh, kind of like a exam period for radio where uh -huh. you, you get tracked and see, do people tune out at what point of your show? Uh -huh. And why do they tune out? Is it because it's lunchtime or because... Um, another show is doing something more interesting than they tune to the other station. Right. So little things like that. So we get right. tested, I mean, in some ways tested. Lah, right, so. right. I, actually, I've always been very curious. I, I didn't realize that you can actually, you actually know how many people are listening. Uh, okay. Whether or not it's accurate until today, I don't know. Yeah, I've been very curious. <laughs> but there is a number. Yeah, yeah, there is a number. Otherwise, yeah. clients would have no um, justification to their spending because when they advertise on radio, yeah. you need to show them the numbers. Ma. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yes, there's a way there to... Is, uh, so, there is, uh, yeah, there I'm is. I'm curious because I mean, we, are, we are a tech company, so obviously everything's digital, mm. we can track. Yeah. And then when I first heard in, on radio that, oh, you have numbers. Like, yes. How did they do it? Like, a lot of numbers. Really? Sometimes oh, okay. I don't even understand the numbers, but right. I just just need to know if you know at what point of the show uh, is doing well because at the time my show was 10 a.m to 4 p.m yeah so need to track la, uh, right. at what at what time we have a dip and and overall how many listenership and stuff like that is, yeah. is that your kpi yeah so it, it yeah. is it? And so if we do bad then right. then you get mara from boss la. oh or not right. mara la, like hey let's find ways to 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 do better what can we do to do better right right to get right. people to listen to you more right yeah so is it like a monthly process or like uh, okay i'm not sure about now times have changed i know a year it's only been a year since i've left but from what i know last uh survey they call it survey, survey. radio survey happens every every year twice a year so once in the mid of the year around a may to to june sometimes july mm. the timing is announced like a few months before so it's mm. not always fixed right. and another one is just before the year ends like October to August to October around there right Yeah, yeah. Right. it's like your appraisal time correct right. and if you notice when uh, radio <laughs> station starts giving out cash uh -huh. ah, usually that's when the the, the survey because they want you to tune in you know what I mean <laughs> sorry radio people I kind of uh, the secrets out the back bocho <laughs> rasia yeah but that's how it works whether or not it's still the same I'm not sure Right, yeah. right, mm. right. Well, I'm, pretty, I'm, I'm guessing it's still the same. Radio hasn't changed that much. Not so much. Right? But now they've gone digital and you see the faces of the radio announcers and not like back in the days, it's just the voice. And they say, True. oh, you have a voice for radio means sometimes you look ugly, you know? Someone That's what they that say, right? Before, oh, yeah. really? Yeah. <laughs> you don't look, you, you actually got a very nice face and oh, good skin oh, too. Oh, thank you. Thank yes, thank yes. You. Very good skin. Thank right, you. right, Please right, ladies? Please have this on record. You're not, 
You're not as got very this good out. skin. Yeah. That yeah. was the first thing I noticed. Like, wow. Uh, okay. okay. You're very good in. skin. I accept. Okay. Thank you. You look good too. Yeah, you look thank, good. Thank too. you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> He's blushing already, Derek. Uh, I, I am a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's radio for you. Radio. Right. Mm. Right. Right. Um. Okay. Okay. And and after seven years though, like what um, uh. Yeah, yeah, stop laughing. So after <laughs> se- <laughs> after seven years, like, why did you just decide to say I I think this is the end? Actually, I have been thinking about leaving for about uh, six six to seven months before right. I actually left. Right. I have been thinking about mm. maybe a year before. I was like, hmm, maybe it's time I leave radio soon. Right. But like. When exactly, like the pin, the cutoff time, I didn't really think so much about it. Mm. But when it happened, it was, I was just preparing for Motion Labs opening, and I felt that you know, maybe it's time to close this chapter and open up another one. And I've always wanted to do my own podcast as well. And yeah. because I had my own radio show, I had absolutely no time to juggle all of that. And I also felt like I've grown the most I could. As a radio announcer right. in in Fly, I yeah. had a good 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 run, and yeah. uh, I've learned what I could, and I just felt like the growth was a little bit plateau right. for the past, I guess, last year of my final yeah. seven years. Honestly, seven years is not a long time at all. There are a lot of announcers that are still there for 10, 15, 20 years. Right? Okay. So to me, uh, it's a very infant. Uh, uh, stage of me leaving it's not even long but obviously it's qu- still quite an amount of time mm. but I just felt like times have changed and radio I just don't see my future in it right. if that makes sense right. yeah times have completely changed and there's digital media there's, there's social media and there's this business that I really want to do and focus my time in as well so I thought you know what I think it's now or never just, just do it mm. 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 and um I'm going to ask you one last question about being a host on radio. Yeah. What do you think is harder than it looks for most people? Like, what do you think is commonly misunderstood to be easy, but actually it's really hard? You just talk only, ma. Yeah, That's right? why they always say, hey, you talk only, ma. Very easy, what? Yeah. <laughs> wow, it's so easy. I still want to do your job. But the Sounds truth easy, is, right? yeah, it's not that hard. I mean, you host a podcast yourself. Yeah, it's, it's a lot not, of work. Yeah. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of research done. Yeah. You're not just talking words you need to plan what you need to say and you need to uh, structure your words and your sentence and your thoughts right but of course I think uh, I've asked this questions quite a few times before and Mm. when I was still a DJ and what's the most difficult thing right is when I guess when you're going through a really bad day very bad day like maybe someone in your family passed away there was one time my grandpa passed away Mm. and then there was one time I broke up and there was one time because I was there for seven years so a lot of things happened through the seven years I've experienced all kinds of like bad days and good days so the bad days show goes on you still Mm. have to sound chirpy happy you know jolly on the show and it was hard and there are a few times where I would talk my talk set turn off my mic and I start crying and then once it's time to go on air again. I'll wipe my tears and i go back on. Oh my God. And there are times where I just absolutely cannot function. There was one time I actually couldn't. I was so sad. I was just crying and crying. I forgot what happened. Maybe I broke up or maybe it was my grandfather at okay. the time. Um, my boss was very understanding. saying, said, take, take an hour break or something. Or just, just get myself sorted. Because, yeah, we are humans, right? Radio yeah. announcers, our hosts are humans too. Yeah. So we have emotions. Here I am talking about, I don't know, Kim Kardashian got a new haircut. Justin Bieber got a new wife. Where I feel like, 
my life is crumbling. I'm just so sad. I don't even want yeah. to talk about it. So yeah. I think for me, that is the hardest part of being a radio announcer and a host in general, because mm. the show goes on and you are the master of ceremony, right? You are um, the spotlight of the show because. Yeah. The show can't go on without you. Yeah, you just so, have to turn up and correct. be at your best. Correct. Or oh. some little things like oh, period cramps, ladies. You just feel so painful. You're cramped like crazy, but you still have to do what you do. Mm. So to me, that was one of my challenges. But I obviously have been trained to handle it. Oh, when you need to pee, also you need to keep your pee in. Right. Yes. <laughs> That's a very useful. <laughs> then you gotta skill. run to the toilet because you have like three minutes in uh-huh. between songs and run back in. Right. So you are trained to run fast and pee fast. Correct. Right. And if it's a <laughs> business number two, you need to plan the most moment it needs to come out you get out because you don't have time to sit down and enjoy that that poop <laughs> right <Yeah>. got it <laughs> yeah so all these little things are yeah <laughs> three minutes is it? Is mm, a per song is around three minutes sometimes we have a two song sweep sometimes one song sometimes four songs right right do you get to pick what you get to pick what no. song goes right oh you don't no we don't oh okay uh, because okay. I thought that if, if like the, the DJ is playing a really long song that I would suspect something's happening in the background. Okay, sometimes, yeah, maybe oh, like, really? oh, something is really happening. <laughs> I have happened before. I had really bad food poisoning. I had to add song. Sorry, boss. have to add song. Oh, is that right? <laughs> I happened before, of course. <laughs> but to people, they don't notice because songs are still playing. But in the background, oh, yeah. a lot is going on. Yeah. Um, what, what was I saying? I forgot. Yeah, it's sort of like kind yeah. of like showing up, right? I'm, sorry, I'm curious. Do you have any... Um, any technique or practice that you have to get yourself to be switched on in the moment or do you just switch on I think I just switch on I think I'm so used to it and I'm like in in some ways trained to already do it for so many years even now like if I'm on this podcast let's say I'm actually like I don't feel good I can just switch on and it's not a big deal for me it's just like I, I have a job to do Switch yeah. on, put your emotions outside. Right. And just, so you're able to try yeah. to compartmentalize yeah. your emotions. Correct, right. correct. Because right. sometimes uh, when I, because I still, I'm still a host, just that no longer on radio, I still host events. And sometimes it's very chaotic just before an event. I'm sure you guys can, can relate. Sometimes when you run an event, there's a lot of things that can go wrong. Things that you never think that would go wrong, will go wrong. Like maybe a VIP just suddenly don't want to show up. Oh yeah. Little things like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe a VIP is late when it's time to start or change change of things and that and I just have to keep calm because I'm the one who's supposed to go on stage and announce all these things right Right. so I'm quite used to working under pressure mm. but not all the time mm. yeah. but when it comes to work I'm for some reason I can I'm on automation I can do it right yeah right mm. um, when uh uh, when we were researching about you, right, Maggie? Yes. Uh, I like that you keep saying you're researching about me. I'm yeah. no, <laughs> very like, shy. Really, <laughs> <laughs> no, we really, really, like, really want to get to know yes, you. In fact, a, a lot of the team already kind of knew you even yep. before you yep. were coming on. Um, and, and, and I find that you, you're quite known to be like a fun and bubbly personality. Mm-hmm. Um, do you... Um, uh, it's not so so related to the previous question. I was no more, yeah, I, I was more like kind of figure out like how do you get that to come out? You know, are you always like this? Are you like this at home? You know, like I'm a bit crazy. Right. Yes, I I'm a bit like, um, in some ways, just uh, I let loose quite easily. Mm. Uh, like you say, energetic. I'm very bubbly. Yeah. I I'm just generally like that with at home, uh, with my friends or okay. with people I meet. Right. Uh. I used to think I'm an extrovert, mm. but I recently, just very recently, about a few days ago, I did the 16 personality test. Uh-huh. 
for some reason, it says that I'm an introvert. You're an introvert? Oh, <laughs> okay. So I guess I'm an ambivert, a bit of both. Right. I can be both. What What are your... Uh, there, there are four letters. I forgot. Right. But I'm an, I'm an adventurer. So mm. I forgot what it was. You too? <laughs> what, yeah. what is an adventurer? I totally Who forgot. Ah, thank you. ISFP. ISFP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You seem like an ISFP. Really? What's yeah, yeah. S again? Uh, sensing. Sen- okay, so, so someone that's like, they, they pay attention to the moment. Right. They're very yes, aware of the I do. moment. I have to be because of my job too. Like right. when I'm a host, I have to like sense my surrounding. I scan through. Okay, I'm good to go. Right, like, right, yeah, right, yeah. right. I guess a lot of my job kind of plays a role in how I am. Right. Um, and on a personal level as well. Right, right, mm, right, mm, right. Mm, mm, oh, I guess oh, that's interesting. Oh, you just, and you discovered you're an introvert. Yeah. I, I imagine you're very close to the line. Like. I, I don't yes. think they're extremes, right? Correct. Yeah. I'm quite close and I spend a lot. I am a homebody. I mm. love being home. If I have nothing to do, I would just rather stay home than to grab a drink with someone. Because to me, it's very draining. Mm. Like when I talk to someone, I give my all. Mm. And once I'm done, I need to recharge. So I guess that's how introverts that's work, right? Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So, so I, I, I imagine you, you prefer like smaller groups. Or For like sure. House parties over clubs and bars. And I, I prefer uh, just few friends rather than a big group because it's so draining. Mm. <laughs> I, yeah, who am I talking to again? Mm. Yeah, I don't like that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> My attention span is very short. So yeah. if there's too many people, too many conversations going on, I get lost. Right. Yeah, I don't like right. it. Right, yeah. and and you prefer like, like meaningful conversations. Yes, like, sit down like like this, like just doing this with you. I actually enjoy it very much. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, do you have any like daily routines that kind of keep you going every day? No. No. Actually, I don't have. No, I, th- I thought about up. it um, right. when you guys showed me some of the questions. I'm like, yeah. no, I don't have. Uh, I pray. I'm I'm a Christian. I pray, mm. but not in the morning. I pray before I sleep. Oh, okay. Uh, I pray. I give thanks. And, every uh, day? Every day. Every oh. single day before okay. I sleep. I think it's a habit since my grandma passed away. Uh, okay. Yeah, I just yeah. give thanks to, nice. to, to God and pray for the people around me and then I'll start the day next when I wake up. Right. I don't really have a routine. Like some people say, oh, I have to get a cup of coffee or I need to don't know, listen to a podcast in the morning. I don't have actually. You my have, my oh. morning is always different. Right. Sometimes I sleep in all the way till noon if I have to rest. Sometimes I wake up early. Yeah, I don't. Right, I'm right. not gonna lie and say I have. Actually, I don't have. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. every day is like an adventure yeah, for you. Yeah, I'm it? like, hmm, what am I gonna do today? Let's let's do this. Yeah, quite oh, sure. Well, that's cool. Mm. I suppose your only kind of routine was the would be the praying before you sleep. Yes, like, that's my routine. That's right. more on a personal level. Nothing to do with my productivity. Right. <laughs> 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 but just keeping myself in check. And it's very funny because uh, I'm not like super religious, but this praying thing that I have. Uh, I think it's now becoming a habit, but at the same time, I mm. put a meaning to it, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I pray every night. I have to, cannot sleep if I don't pray, you know? Mm. Yeah. It's mm. weird. Like, mm. if I fall asleep and actually I didn't pray, then I'll kind of like wake up. What is it I didn't do? Oh, yes, I didn't pray. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. then I'll just take a quick prayer and I'll just fall back asleep. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's a weird habit. <laughs> I think it's a good one. Um, yeah. Uh, more about the, um, the fact that you're giving thanks to something. Like yeah. Some kind of, Gratefulness exercise. Yeah, I think yeah, I think uh, underlying the underlying idea is of it is yeah, giving thanks to something. Yeah, uh, yeah, I do like something good happened today. I said like, thank you, Lord, for for the for the opportunity I got today, yeah. and uh, thank you for walking with me through this journey. Yeah, yeah. 
That's it's true. a journey. Life is a journey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I actually do like... Um, I, I'm not religious so mm. I, I write so every mm. morning I actually write things oh, that I'm nice. grateful for that's it actually good. helps start yes. the day well yes it does it yeah. does I do have a list of that but I don't do it every day okay. uh, in my notebook I do have my to-do list or things that I'm happy about or things that I'm grateful for yeah when I remember I will write it lah I'm not very disciplined when it comes to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're an adventurer, right? Yes. <laughs> ISFP. Yes. <laughs> I want to ask you about the... Um, so since you left Fly, mm-hmm. it's been a year, right? So you said yeah. you... Just about. Just about, right? You went, you went into podcasts. You have yes. your own podcast. You, yep. um, you're doing Motion Lab now. Yes. Right? I'm very curious about like what Motion Lab is about, how you went down that path. Because I think it was like, a, was it like Move with Maggie? Yes, first? it was Move with Maggie. Yes. Um, so it started off, Move with Maggie started off just as a hashtag mm. back in, I think, 2014 when Instagram just started. I was mm. like, oh, hashtag. What, what is a hashtag What's for me? Hashtag? <laughs> you know, I wanted to journey, journal my fitness, um, weight loss at the time, weight right. loss journey. I was not a coach of anything. I still didn't know what I was doing. I just wanted to lose my weight because I went into depression because of what happened with my, my dad and all mm. that. I went to a deep depression and I didn't know the next thing I knew, I, I gained a whole bunch of weight, you know? So, and obviously because I wanted to be in the entertainment industry, uh, I was being rejected left, right and center because of how I looked, unfortunately, right. you know? As much as I can say, oh, they should accept me for who I am, but I mean, I don't make the call. Yeah. The job needs me to look a certain way then right. I have to be a certain way right. so that move with Maggie started off as that for me to you know journal my weight loss journey and along the way people started making it a thing mm. not even me my friends around me then people started following my journey That's cool. and then back in the days Instagram didn't have so many features also it's just hashtag only <laughs> you can't really tag people yet so um, it evolved into a community f- mm. for some reason and my when I met my boyfriend uh he was a coach already and okay. he kind of guided me and told me, hey, you want to take it uh, up? Um, how do I say it? Do you want to take the certification since you're so into it? You might as well get yourself properly certified and you know get yourself equipped with the proper knowledge as mm. a fitness coach. Mm. And I did. And from a hashtag, it became a community. And then we started doing just community classes for free because I wanted to make fitness... Um, accessible to women at the time Mm. because for me I didn't know what I was doing I had no one to guide me and at the same time I couldn't afford going to the gym so that's how it all started um, from the community and then we started getting more demands and they really enjoyed it and then uh, last year was when we decided to take the leap of faith to hey I think it's time for us to open up a studio because we were doing it every week carrying the equipments up and down and it's not not very convenient yeah. and we needed like a home base yeah. so Joseph my boyfriend Joseph and I we started saying hmm should we just do it like what's the worst that can happen let's just start small right. our space is very small it's a very humble space but at least we start and we see where it goes yeah. so yeah then, then Motion Lab happened and uh, our regulars has been with us ever since and honestly without them Motion Lab wouldn't have happened That's cool. so it was not because I wanted to do it it right. was more like because I got that encouragement and push from all these external factors people coming in people enjoying it that gave me the confidence to do it mm. yeah mm. What, 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 um, what's the concept behind Motion Lab because I know every fitness yes, like, has a correct. different style right? yeah. so we focus a lot on mobility actually mobility, right. um, so um, we're basically a fitness studio that um, 
was born out of the value of helping people move better. Everyone has different fitness goals. Some want to look look a certain way. Some want to lose weight. Some want to you know get strong. And for us, it's just helping you move better. Because when you can move better, when you move better, you can do so many other things. You yeah. can you know go on to live a more quality life as mm. well. So we our movements and we. Uh, we focus a lot on mobility. So Mobility right. 101 is one of our crowd's favorite. Um, that's led by Joseph, my mm. partner. Um, and then we have Animal Flow. Something It's a ground-based movement that mm. um, is very, very fun. And I love it. It's almost like a huge... Some people think it's yoga, but it's not so much. It's a bit of dance. Because at the end of the, end of the class, you always form a flow. So some people right. think that it feels like they're dancing. Like dancing. Okay. But it's a lot of ground-based movement and it's a lot of core endurance and um, coordination as well. So it's right. really fun. These things, you don't even need anything. You can do it anywhere, anytime. And then there's Strength 101. That's obviously uh, our functional training. Right. Yeah. So right. we focus on those things. Free weights, no weights at all. And just really helping you move better and work right. according to what your body is able to. Because not everyone can live like 50 kilos, right? So we yeah. slowly prep you and help you get there right. within your, your range. And because the last thing we want is for anyone to get injured. Right. And because when we opened Motion Lab before we did, and the question I asked my partner was, how do we want to be different? We want to make people feel that fitness is not intimidating at all. We want to make them feel comfortable doing what they do and being able to fully just let themselves try within their own capacity and of course being guided properly. And a lot of uh, fitness classes out there, um, some of them may not be able to do that because mm. class is so big. Yeah. You can only, no matter how great and amazing of a coach you are, you can only divide your attention to so much. So that's why we keep our classes small Mm. and um, intimate so that we can give our 100% to everyone who comes in mm. and mm. Uh, everyone is able to walk I mean go home learning something new about themselves as mm. well and feel good about the mm. workout mm. Free, free weights basically means they no use your body weight is uh, is that body free weight, weight exercises? Is body. Uh, free weights are like not machines, like dumbbells. Are oh, free dumbbells. Weights. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Uh, like, uh, like the kettlebells is a free weight. You, got it's it, not, got it. Yeah, it's not a machine. Right, right, right. Yeah. And, and body and weight is body weight. Body like. weight is body weight. Right, yeah. right. And, yeah. and you and your boyfriend, like personally, you actually coach. Uh, is the word coach? Yeah, coach. Uh, coach, right? We, we do coach. Uh, we, we have our own specialty. His specialty is mobility, uh, strength and conditioning. He, he coaches a lot of... Uh, um, how do I put it? Athletes as well as people who uh, just come out of surgery, post mm. rehab. Yeah. Um, but for me, I focus a lot of animal flow. That's my specialty. Mm. Uh, yeah. Mm. Okay. That's mm -hmm. really cool. Where, where's your coaches. studio, by the way? Oh, we are actually at Atria, Damansara Jaya. It's oh, not that far. So it's yeah. Near. So it's yeah. super near. And we found that place and we just felt like it was perfect. We got a perfect, beautiful view of PJ. Oh, and nice. The sunset is amazing. And also because you can, you need to tap in so it's safe. Right. I need the I need it to be a safe space for the ladies, especially if class ends at night. Right. There's security guards everywhere. The mall is just downstairs, so it's not dodgy lah. Right, right, right. <laughs> so right. the location was very important <laughs> when we when we opened our studio. Yeah, so. yeah. But but it's um it's uh, not just for ladies, right? Like, no, no, no. Right, it's right. not. Um, it is. It's for both all genders. All There's genders, no right. limitations. Right. Um, but again, because not everyone has the same goal. Some prefer cardio. Then mm. obviously you go for a run, a spin class or whatnot. But right. if you want to um, improve your movement, then mobility is something that we need to focus on. Because if you ask me what's my fitness goal, 
Well, I ask myself questions. Sorry, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Well, you are after all. Uh, it's, host. <laughs> it's not so much to get abs or have a nice booty or you know look a certain way. For me, my fitness goal is to be able to still squat and move without pain and injury when I'm 60 and 70 and live a quality life with my family. Mm. So that's my goal. Like mm. that's why I keep moving every day. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And that, does that mean that you tend to train muscles that you may not train normally with mm. other types? Not really. We move a lot, we and lot, uh, right. in mobility, we move like our joints. We work on we our work joints. joints. Yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And instead of just pumping and lifting heavy, uh, we we get down and dirty. Back to the basics right. too. Mobility. Right. How how your body is supposed to move. How your body is designed to move. Yeah. Okay. Mm. And you started this with your boyfriend, right? Yes. Yes. So what's it like working like together on something with your partner? I I I have actually asked this of different people, and I know that <laughs> the experience is uh, quite unique. I think. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> well, how is it like working with the, my partner, my actual life partner? Yeah, it's your actual life partner. Yeah, not business partner. <laughs> <sighs> it's a it's a tricky question. I don't know if I would do it again, because <laughs> I want my relationship to be my relationship mm. but now it's all jumbled up together you know um, I don't regret it I've learned a lot about him about myself about how we work together I think we are we make a good team but we're both very strong headed also so a lot of times you can lock horns and it takes a takes a while to, for us to you know get into a conclusion or a middle ground right but we've learned along the way to communicate in ways okay. where you know <laughs> can you Are you listening to me? <laughs> Obviously, along the way, there's a lot of arguments for sure. Right. Do I recommend it? Mm, I don't want to say no lah, but if you can, better not lah. <laughs> hey, no lah, I don't know lah. It really depends. If you think your partner can work with you, sure. Mm. Uh, we took a leap of faith with this, right. and um, so far, it's been very eye-opening. I would say, mm, mm. eye-opening doesn't mean no arguments. Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a lot of arguments, but we've made it a point to not talk about work at home. Oh, that's good. Like yeah, boundaries. Like. Yeah, but because MCO happened, we have to work from home, so we had to make sure we have a certain cutoff time where we do not touch work. Right. Like after dinner time, no work, no talking about work in the morning. If you really very important, put in a group chat. We talk about it in the morning. I'll put in a group chat. But it takes a lot of discipline, you wow. see, to to really segregate <laughs> your life like that because it's just easier for you to talk about it in bed and just settle it once and like there and then but we try our best to make it a point to not so yeah I, I asked because um, I, I also interviewed another couple recently oh. uh, I don't know whether you know them uh, uh, Bloomdisk do you know Bloomdisk Penny Penny and yes Eden. I know Penny yeah and, and, and I interviewed both of them at the same time and it's one of the things that they also shared lah. Yeah. yeah, they just say like you know they, they have to reach a moment where there's a line yes, where okay, you have now to. we are not business partners no. anymore you know yeah. we're a couple correct right? we need to segregate it like are you talking to me as your boyfriend as, as my boyfriend or are you talking to me as my partner sometimes I have to ask that question because <laughs> it's it's two very different roles right. really merged together yeah. it's a very tricky situation and it takes a lot of trial and error yeah. and if if it doesn't work out then it's okay mm. the relationship is still your relationship doesn't mean you guys have to break up just because the business is not right right you know so I try not to mix them both together if business we have an argument in business doesn't mean we're arguing uh, um, 
in in the relationship. Wow. I try my best, okay. <laughs> even though it can be. <laughs> Sounds hard to draw that line, but it's very hard. It's very hard, yeah. especially if you live together. But I think we have been able to manage it quite a bit. Uh, obviously, our team is slowly growing. We don't have to be too hands-on with each other. I have my 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 assistant, my team that right, I speak good. to. Don't need to stick to him. Thank God. Right. <laughs> you know things you like that. You go talk to him. Yeah, like, like, you talk to him instead. <laughs> I don't want to talk to him. <laughs> so it's been alright. It's been alright. Okay, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I find that uh, it's very common that even in a like a normal, uh, like a couple relationship, yeah. that's already there are already a lot of differences there. For so sure. sometimes when you Combine it with work, right? Even more. Yeah. I did regret at some point, but I'm like, yeah, I do really know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather work with him than a total stranger, though. That's true. That would f- me over. Can I yeah. say? F- uh, you can. You yeah, can be with like. Beep. Oh yeah. yeah. That would yeah. f me over. <laughs> uh, or a friend. No, no. I think if anything, I would prefer working with him. Yeah. 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 Well, at least there's a trust, la, Right. Mm. But but then yeah, it comes at the price love, which is for like, sure. Yeah, 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 there yeah, were yeah. many times that the relationship was rocky because of work, but communication at the end of the day is so right. so important, and trust that we can make this work. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What are you looking forward to for Motion Lab? I assume that's the main thing you're focusing on now, right? A bit of everything, really. Mm. Um, I'm pla- obviously my podcast. Hope hopefully we are able to bring back season two soon. Mm. Uh, when is that scheduled to start again? Bef- before the year ends, hopefully. Oh okay. Yeah yeah. Oh, that's a very long schedule. Yeah, yeah. Okay. before the year ends, so hopefully to start recording maybe next month or soon. Right. Um, but for Motion Lab, honestly, it's I'll be honest. I'm not gonna like say we're doing very well. It's so uncertain. I think for a lot of businesses at this point of time during this climate of coronavirus mm. and um, borders being closed I mean not that it affects us but um, the fear amongst the people you know it affects yeah. the business yeah. not people as, go out a bit less yeah much right. much lesser people prefer working out at home which was why we are pushing our virtual training so we do have virtual training as well Yeah. so uh, that's a new product that we have to just find a way to adapt and just put it out as soon as we could so yeah, um, what's our plan for this year to just rough it out for the rest of the year? To yeah. be honest, I don't have any fancy thing to say. Oh, we got this coming up. We got that coming up. I don't know what's coming up. <laughs> uh, we're just roughing it out, taking it one day at a time. And I'll be real, it's, it's tough. Sometimes I don't know what the hell I'm doing or mm. don't know what the hell I can or should do. Yeah. But just really trusting in the process. Yeah. 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 Doing my best. Yeah. 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 I mean, this year, like, someone asked me recently, like, what's the plan for WAP, for example? Mm, yeah. And, and I just say, like, honestly, this year's survival. That's Correct. The thing. Yeah. Just surviving. Yeah. We had a plan to expand by end of this year. Mm. We were looking for a bigger space mm. uh, because we felt like we were growing, right? Mm. Then coronavirus right. came. So, so you got momentum like, before yeah, we like, did. lockdown started. Uh, right? Before we, lockdown started, yeah. classes were booked out and uh, we were planning, okay, we need a bigger space. More people are coming and you know they want more and we can provide more. We wanted to do more than just providing physical classes. Right. We were going to do workshops as well, yeah. which requires much bigger space. And um, unfortunately, that's not happening, but mm. that's okay. Mm. Uh, if anything, I think a uh, blessing in disguise. Luckily, coronavirus happened first and then... Before you did Yes, yes, yes. Right. Oh, I cannot. <laughs> a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, like as, as I was telling you before we started this, like oh, we yes. just moved to this oh, office yes. before lockdown. So that, that oops, <laughs> that kind of felt like mm-hmm. that. 
Yeah, yeah, I have friends, businesses who are on hold, uh, supposed to launch it during April. Mm. The space is ready, renovated. Mm. What oh, can they do? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's tough. Oh, yeah. So that's why I really don't know. Maybe if you meet me again next year, I will tell you maybe we have better plans. But for now, I don't know what's the yeah. plan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, we're going to move into quick fire questions sure, now. Sure, sure. Quick fire Always, I always say quick fire, but it's always very slow. Yeah, I realize the question is quite deep. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we must ask like, like interesting questions. Sure. Uh, first one. Uh, what scene from a movie or TV show was super memorable to you uh, and left you a lasting life lesson? It doesn't need to be a positive one, right? Or anything, yeah. I'm very into documentaries, like oh. real life stories. Okay. <laughs> uh, I recently watched Dirty John Betty Broderick on Netflix. It's oh. basically about this very toxic couple okay. relationship gone wrong. In the end, the wife killed the husband because you know she was being driven to the edge because of the toxicity in their relationship. Oh, okay. And as I was watching, I just felt like there were so many things that could have not gone wrong mm. if there were proper communication and just you know a better choice, mm. you know, of words of action, and it really made me think. Okay. So that's what's going to happen if, if you know, you are toxic and your partner is toxic in relationship, family, you know, across all kind of relationship, not just romantic relationship. So that really made me think that I always have a choice in the things I do and the things I say. So, yeah, Maggie, let's try to be a better person. <laughs> so that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I was very affected by that show. I don't know why. It's right. just so sad. So, right. so sad. Right. Mm. You saw that and you said, I yeah, don't want to be I like that. I don't want to be like that. I mean, obviously, I come from a broken family and yeah. I'm pretty sure the relationship to some extent was toxic between my dad yeah. and my mom. So I said, I don't want that in my life. So that honestly was quite a good show. Oh, and, what was it called again? I don't think uh, I saw it. Dirty. It's under Dirty John, Dirty, Dirty uh, but John, the, the, right. the entire series for that season is the story of Betty Broderick. Right. Uh, it's, it's on Netflix. Okay. Um, it's a very difficult show to watch. I'll have to give you heads up. I yeah. see. Right. Um, yeah, so sad. So she ended up being in a prison for killing the ex-husband and the new wife. And this is a true story. True story. And she's still alive. I think she's still in jail. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was... It's like... Things could have, things didn't need to go that way, right. but it did because you know both person just, just was just thinking for themselves and not for each other. So yeah. Maybe it's a good couples therapy. It was. I was like, made me think. I asked my boyfriend a lot of questions <laughs> after that. Hey, you see, you see this, 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 that, that, that. Will you do that? Yeah. Will you cheer me or not? <laughs> There's a lot of gaslighting. There's a lot of, yeah, a lot of things that gave me a good insight into what kind of relationship I want as well. Right. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna make my wife watch it with me. Yeah, but hopefully she doesn't learn the wrong. <laughs> no, of course not. Please not. I hope we learn the good from the show. How to do it and get away with it. <laughs> she basically went to the house at five thirty a.m., took a gun, fired five bullets, and some of the bullets hit the both of them, and they both died instantly. Wow. That's it. Five thirty a.m. Who would have known you come my house or whatnot, right? Oh wow. Yeah, she she stole the keys from. Okay. Yeah, it's a, a true, story, true story. But right. if you watch it, there's a lot, a lot of other elements. That's right. quite good. Go. Okay. Yeah, she watch next. it. Next question: Is there a non-fiction book you've read that you believe everyone should read? A lot. Mm. I prefer reading, uh, listening to podcasts because mm. my attention span is very short. Okay. I, Who are your favorite podcasts? Uh, I'm currently listening to 
Girl Boss Radio. Mm. Uh, they interview a lot of female entrepreneurs all around the world. The one I was listening to just this morning was Anastasia, um, the founder of Anastasia, this makeup brand. Oh, amazing, amazing, amazing advices that I've also learned. Uh, I also like Happiness Lab and Something You Should Know. That one's quite interesting. Something you know. Yeah. I think I've seen happiness. And of course, Head Over Heels, my own podcast. Oh, but yeah. I don't listen to my own podcast, but you guys can listen to my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Do you listen to And hello, after? mentor, obviously. Oh, yes, hey. that's right. Yeah, 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 definitely. If you're listening to this right now, you're, you're, you're all right. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Good choice. <laughs> uh, what's the best piece of career advice you've received from a mentor or someone that you respect? I thought about it. I don't think I actually have a mentor. Mentor. Mm. I find inspiration in different people. Mm. Uh, but if I could pick one, it was this teacher back in my primary school days. Eh, no, from one or from two, because after that I moved school. Uh, he told me that don't be afraid of losing because I was in a competition then I got second place and I cried. Mm-hmm. I very kiasu. Oh, you cried at second place. <laughs> because uh, I was winning first place throughout and then right. suddenly I got second place. Right. That was when this advice came in. It's like, he said, Magdalene, that's my real name. They don't call me Maggie. Okay. Magdalene, don't be afraid of losing. They always teach you a lesson. I was like, wow, you're right. <laughs> so yeah, don't be afraid of losing. Don't be afraid. Just do it. What's the worst that can happen? Yeah. Yeah, really. Yep. Losing try is better again. than not, yeah. nothing happening. Correct. Yeah. Try again. If you lose, you didn't get what you want, try again. Yeah. At least you've tried. Yeah. It's so simple, so cliche, but honestly, they work wonders. Mm. Mm. I also got some insight to how competitive you are, that you cried at second place. <sighs> like, I yes. would be celebrating. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I am quite competitive <laughs> as a child, but now I'm a more chill as an adult. Right. More chill. Uh, next question. Who is your role model, um, not someone from your family? Uh, mm-hmm. And what behaviours did they have uh, that you see in yourself? Oh, this is tough. Like I said, I don't actually have like one mm. role model. Mm. Um, you know what? I'll have to say my partner, my boyfriend, Joseph. Oh. He's a very... Ken, right? Because not my family, ma. Yeah, yeah. Not married yet. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. I guess uh, you'll be happy to hear this. Um, as much as sometimes he drives me crazy, <laughs> he does. Um, the one thing I really admire about him is he's actually a very disciplined guy. Mm. I cannot wake up in the morning and go for a workout just because I said it the day before. He can. Right. <laughs> he's very disciplined and he makes sure he works out twice a day if he has a competition coming up. And his discipline is something that I really, truly admire. And he makes me want to be better too in terms of, you know, having better discipline. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I think I've chilled out a lot uh, over the years a little right. bit. Right. <laughs> yeah. Then God put me this guy who's very disciplined to remind me what I could be. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like he's uh, uh, setting you up for a higher standard. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Correct. Right. He's a very, very disciplined guy and he will do what he says he does. Mm. He, yeah. Man of his word. Right. So, yeah. Right. Is there any part of him that you see in yourself as well? Anything that's shared? Oh, a lot actually, but. We have a lot of similar values, mm. but I can't really think of one right now. But I hope to be as disciplined as he is one day. <laughs> yeah. His Sounds level of discipline is quite, quite there. Is that right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, what object have you purchased in the last 12 months that costs less than a thousand ringgit that you believe has a tremendous positive impact on you? I'm not a spender. Mm. And because money was not very good the past few months, (laughs) 
I haven't actually bought anything. No. Hmm? Yeah, I didn't buy much. It's I'm, good. Yeah, I've been saving it up. Save money. Yes. Uh, I guess the only thing I've spent on is food, but I thought about that question. I realized I didn't buy anything. So maybe after this, I should buy something. Mm, yeah, go reward yourself. <laughs> yes, I should. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you could make a video go viral, uh-huh. and this video carried a message that's important to you, what would that message be? I actually recently made a video about embracing your imperfection. It was uh, me just showing my flaws, you know, my my curls, well, not my curls, but my f- my 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 flabs, my scars, and my in- imperfections, and just being okay with them. Mm. So I think if there is a message, I would say embracing your imperfections. Yeah, so cliche, but um, it's very important because if you don't, you're not okay with yourself, then a lot of things oh, yeah. will not go wrong, but, you know, it's yeah. not a good place to start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I think we live in a time right now where people are very critical. And, very, and, and there's always something. Right? Yeah, and there's always something to say about how you look, how you are, what you do, what you say. But if you are okay with it, People's opinion don't matter. Yeah. So uh, I ended the video with no one is you, no one is me, and that is our power. Mm. We are all different in our own ways. Mm. So be okay with that imperfections. No one's perfect, to be honest. Mm. What is perfection even? Mm. Yeah. It's true. I guess it, that's considered self-acceptance, self-body positivity, body yeah. acceptance. Yeah, along those lines. Second last question. What's the skill that you have which other people will find surprising uh, but it's been very useful to you in your career? Mm. Something that, you know, they look at you and they would not expect you to have this skill. They don't expect me to have this skill. Oh no, I think I wrote it down. Can I just check why? Yes, of course you can. This is like difficult, man. I don't know. I wanted to say talk but everybody knows I talk non-stop. <laughs> mm. I wrote it down because I know I'll forget. Ah! I think I said it just now already, like mm. bottling it up, uh, bottling up my emotions mm. and not show it, right. especially when I'm working, even right. though I could be going through a shitty ass day yeah. that I should be crying and just being in bed, but I don't really show it. So that's my ability that people will never know because I can never show. Right, yeah. right, right. Mm. And, and because I think you come across as a very like chatty person, people mm. automatically assume that I'm always happy. Out, right? Correct, correct, correct. So, yeah. Yeah, I do, I guess, hide my emotions pretty well. It can be both good and bad, but I do it for the good for a good reason. Right, right, yeah, right. I don't bottle it up and never talk about it. Yeah. I keep it to myself and I show up to work and I process it after. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's one thing that I guess people will never know, but I guess now you do. <laughs> yes, uh, ISFP. Yes, thanks for reminding. (laughs) I know a lot about you already just for those four letters. (laughs) Um, Last question. What does the word success mean to you? I feel like this question will mean differently throughout different phases of my life. Mm. But at this point of time, it's just really being able to do what I love doing, but at the same time being able to give back to the people Mm. and being financially independent mm. and have financial freedom. Mm. Yeah, I think that to me is successful because I know money cannot buy happiness, mm. but money can buy a, buy a lot of things and make a lot of things happen that mm. can make you happy. So I do believe in that. Mm. 
Mm. Yeah, I, I, one of the uh, involved in one of our mission is uh, financial independence. Yeah, so, it's so important. Yeah, I just remind right. Like, we're not necessarily doing it like purely for money. Yes. But if you don't have money, then you don't Correct. have a mission, right? Correct. I yeah. want to have. Just, I'm okay to have just enough. I don't need to be a billionaire. Yeah. Because we don't need that much money in life. Uh, we can never finish spending it anyway. Yeah. You know. Um, but yeah, for me, financial independence is something that I strive for, and that's why I work so hard for. And being able to pro- provide for my family at the same time, my mom yeah. mostly, being able to give her a good life and not worry so much about money, then I feel like I'm successful. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Maggie, for being here, joining us. No it was a really good conversation. And thanks for having me. And thanks for sharing so much about your life. You know, yeah. um, I, I, it's, uh, it does sound like. Quite, a <laughs> I don't know what word to use, but um, it's a very different story la, than what typically people grow up. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah. But yeah. we all have our stories. Yeah. yeah. But what, what, I'm, what I'm really, uh, what I think is really good is that you obviously got somewhere yeah, and you're successful. I hope so. Right? I hope so. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, you've been, um, uh, you've achieved things, right? And, yeah. and it's a good reminder to people like, yeah, there's going to always going to be lots of different obstacles. That's right. Right? Always. But you find a way, right? Yeah, people will say, people will always have something to say, shit will always happen. Yeah. But you just got to get through it. Yeah. Yeah. At the same time, taking care of yourself. The one yeah. thing that I've learned throughout in the recent years is taking care of myself, not just, not in that literal sense, but like mentally, emotionally, you know, the choices that you make, I always put myself first. Yeah. Is it worth arguing with this person? Nah, it's not going to mean anything in the next few hours. So I'm going to chill out. I'll talk to the person when they're chill. And when I'm chill, save my time. Yeah. Don't get angry all the time. Yeah. I'm still learning. I can be very angsty sometimes, but emotional. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> so yeah, things like that I have learned over the years. Yeah, mm. yeah. And, um, and yeah, so like no matter what, right? I suppose like there's always going to be tough times. For sure. Right, and 2020 is a tough time for tough a lot of year. people. Tough year, yeah. Like a bad year, it's just real bad year. Right? Terrible. We, yeah. I just hope that the year ends soon and the new year will not be the same. Yeah, and and I tell people like you know it it will pass like, Everything will pass. Yeah. Right? This too shall pass. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I yeah. agree. And and one day we're gonna look back at this and. Just remember the funny moments. Yes, like all the right. little stuck-at-home moments with your yeah. partner and you guys go crazy because you want to go out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, I'm so sick of you. I just want to get out of the house while we can't. <laughs> go to the room. <laughs> yeah, little things like that. I hope one day, I can't wait to be able to talk about this coronavirus like it's in the past. As a, yeah, yes. as like a, like yes. a story that people yeah, can all laugh at. Back in the days, yeah. uh, you know. Uh. Yeah. Can yeah. you imagine the entire world went into lockdown? I never thought something like this would happen. So. I mean, the last time it happened was the Spanish flu a hundred years ago. Mm, so mm. that's I'm a not even sure century. if they locked down. I'm not sure what happened. Probably not, but wear yeah. mask every day. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. 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 Well, yeah thanks I hope, again. Hope that. Thanks for having me, really. I think it's a, it's a, it was nice to be out of the house and out of work to be talking about stuff again yes. and you're talking you know you're being interviewed you're not interviewing now yeah it feels nice I don't, I'm not yeah. so stressed out I can just talk whatever I want yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I really hope to see how things go with you Motion Lab thank you, you know maybe we can do this again someday in the absolutely future, right? and, and hopefully more good news then mm. Mm. and talk about more good positive things that's right thank yeah. you so much Derek right. thanks thanks Maggie
thank you for listening to the Hello Mentor podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, do hit that subscribe button, whether you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you're trying to have a great career or if you want to succeed in business, um, you will benefit from really, really getting to learn from some of the most inspiring people in Malaysia. And hopefully, you can replicate some of that success yourself. Uh, We have many, many more amazing people joining us soon. And we expect to release an episode once every two weeks. So again, do hit that subscribe button to our podcast and you will be notified when the next episode is up. Also, this podcast is supported by WAP, the leading professional youth jobs platform in Malaysia. So if you're looking to hire great talent or if you're looking for a new job, do also check us out at wobjobs.com. That's W-O-B-B-Jobs.com. Thank you again, and I look forward to share the next episode with you soon.